AM 1160, WYLL Chicago. Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Today in God's Word, we will look at your purpose in Christ. In, in the second half of the show, our guest interview is with Ben Kinchlow. You may remember him as co-host for, of the 700 Club, where he did that for over 20 years. And he's also an author, and he currently writes a column for worldnetdaily.com. It's an interview that you definitely want to stick around for. I know you'll enjoy. But let's begin by looking at your purpose in Christ. Each of us in the church, we have a purpose. You have not been misplaced or relegated by God to a function of insignificance in the church. From the youngest to the oldest, we all have the same fullness in Christ, and each of us have received all that is included in the gift of Holy Spirit. Each member in the church of God, which is the body of Christ, that's God's church, is a member in particular with a specific calling and responsibility. You know... There is no room for comparison one to another or disdain towards another's ministry. The bottom line, the standard for each of us is the written word of God and the spirit of God which works within your heart and life. The love of God the members of the church are to have for one another is to be the same love that Christ has for all. Today, I pray that you may see more clearly that God has made you an able minister to live the life he has called you to. If you have your Bible handy, we're going to look at a few verses here. We'll start in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Christ should all fullness dwell. The word fullness here in this verse emphasizes the completeness that Christ has. Christ Jesus has received all that's available. God has withheld nothing from his Son. It pleases God that his son is complete and that he regained all that Adam lost in the garden and so, so much more. Grace here is the ruling factor. Righteousness is its purpose. God's favor toward you is abundant. Well-pleasing in the sight of our Father is the result of that righteousness. You know, possibly one of the hardest things for most people to accept at times is that God loves them. Because all of our lives, for the most part, we've been told by the world that we don't amount to much or that we don't measure up to the world's standards. For some of us, it's been beaten into our heads time and time again that we can measure, measure, that we can never measure up because we fall short in some area of life. You know, maybe we didn't look the right way or or live in the right neighborhood or maybe we came from a broken family or didn't have enough money or too short or too tall or too skinny or too fat, or you fill in the blank. You know, all that stuff is irrelevant when it comes to the great truth of God's word and his love for his people because of the accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The hearts of people are hardened because of believing the lies of the world, the lie being that we're not good enough or we may fall short of the false standards of accomplishment that are lauded and and applauded by the world. 
God's grace, God's love, that is what heals the heart. It's the heart that needs the mending. The love of God melts the layers of hardness in anyone's heart. You know, I remember a story told to me by a young lady when she was in high school. She was at a Saturday night party. And at the party were what some might call gangbangers or, or tough guys. She sat down next to one of them and proceeded to tell him about God's love for him and that Jesus Christ loved him and that Jesus Christ had died for him. You know what happened? The young man began to cry. He said that no one had ever told him that he was loved by anyone. How sad <laughs> that anyone would have never been told that they were loved. Yet how wonderful that night for that young man knew that God loved him because a young lady reached out to him with the love of God in her heart and she shared the love of Christ with that young man. How does all of this tie into the Father being pleased that all fullness and completeness dwells in Christ? Well, let's look at verse 27 in Colossians chapter 1. It says here, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. All fullness and completeness dwells in Christ. Here we see in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Think about that for a moment. It's Christ in you. The Spirit of God received when we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord is the same quality, the same quantity and inherent power that dwells in Christ. The Spirit of God dwells in every fiber of your being because it's Christ in you. One reason the Christian church has lived so far below par is because we have seen ourselves as sinners, as men and women kicked out of the garden of God's perfection because of the sin of Adam. We have seen ourselves as sinners instead of seeing ourselves as God sees us. How does God see us? As his children. The world so magnifies man and his fallen state. All we have to do is look at the evening news. You hear about hate, destruction, murder, and the list just goes on and on. Most have focused their attention on the sin nature inherited from Adam rather than looking to the righteousness that we have in the newness of life received through Christ. What an awesome, wonderful Heavenly Father we have. It's Christ in you, and it pleases the Father that all completeness dwells in Christ. Part of that completeness is the righteousness of God. That righteousness is in the Christ in you. You are worthy of all that the Father has to give. You are accepted in the most remarkable group, that being the family of God. Let's continue on if you've got your Bible handy. Uh, let's look at Colossians uh, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says here in verse 9, For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All of it, all of the fullness of God dwells in Christ. Verse 10, And you are complete in Christ, in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete. You are complete in him because all the fullness dwells in you because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, here in verse 10, 
the depth of that word complete means completely, completely, absolutely complete. In other words, you're lacking nothing. God has given all that he has available to give in Christ. Spiritually, you are lacking nothing. It becomes manifested, it becomes shown forth in the senses realm when we believe God and when we live his word. Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 21. For he, God, has made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us, or in place of us, who knew no sin. And that word know or knew means to know by experience. So let me start that over again. For he, God, has made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin in place of you, who knew no sin by experience. That we, here's the purpose, (laughs) why did he do that? So that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. How righteous is God? He's pretty righteous. He's as righteous as righteous can be. Jesus Christ did for us what we could never do for ourselves. You know, it's not man's sin that keeps him from God. It's the rejection of the Savior from sin, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what keeps a man or a woman from God. Jesus Christ is a complete Savior. If after having received the Spirit from God in the new birth, if you could lose eternal life because of some sin, well, then Jesus Christ was not a complete Savior. I believe he was. He paid the price fully and completely for man's redemption. Fully and completely. There is no sin you could commit that would cause God to love you any less than he already does. There is also no good work you could do that would cause God to love you any more than he already does. God just loves you. God is love, and he has freely given all that's available to his children today when they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, when they believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord of your life. It's God that gives you a purpose. You know, I don't want to uh, just know about God. I desire to know him intimately as my father, as in a father-son relationship. He desires a relationship with you. The accomplished work of Jesus Christ has given you access to the one true God. There is no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 that Jesus Christ brings us personal introduction into the presence of the Father. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished for you. You know, he is the way, the truth, and the life. There are many false prophets, many false gods out there to pick from. You know, they're all over the place. From uh, Muhammad to Buddha to Krishna to the multitude of Hindu gods, not a one of them will lead you to the one true God. Only the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. He is the Savior the world so desperately needs. Jesus Christ is the only one to have been raised from the dead. His resurrection is God's stamp of approval upon his life and completed work. God loves you. You are his very own. See yourself as your heavenly Father sees you. You are a righteous, redeemed child of God. Please be sure to visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. If you make a donation of any amount, I will send you a free copy of the book, Higher Powers, Discover Their True Identity. 
Coming up next, our interview with Ben Kinchlow. AM 1160. This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Our guest today is a minister, broadcaster, author, and businessman. He served 13 years in the United States Air Force. He has been actively involved in a drug and rehabilitation program in Texas, and he founded His Place, which is a ministry to teens. He has authored several books. Today he is a commentary contributor for worldnetdaily.com, and he also has his own blog and podcast. Most of us know him through his role as co-host on the 700 Club for over 20 years on the Christian Broadcasting Network. I'd like to welcome Ben Kinchlow. Ben, thank you for joining us. Well, Greg, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on your program today. Oh, you're welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and when you first became a Christian? Yeah, you know, you mentioned the fact that I had been in the Air Force for 13 years. Well, I joined the United States Air Force, express purpose of staying in for 20 years, so that at the end of that time, I could get out, get rid of my retirement, then I would get a secondary job and kind of live out the rest of my life at ease doing some of the things I wanted to do. But in the interim, some things happened in the United States the civil rights movement began to take place. And there was a guy who came on the scene who represented the uh, black Muslims. His name was Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And I began to listen to what Malcolm X had to say. And then after having been overseas uh, many times in the Air Force, I was uh, dismayed by the fact that overseas I could be treated like a human being. But when I came back to my own country, the country whose uniform I was wearing and had sworn to protect, treated me like a second-class citizen. Mm. And so at the end of 13 years, I got out of the Air Force to join the Black Liberation Movement. Oh, wow. I also went one step further, Greg. I said, I'm going to go to college, and I'm not going to be just one of these guys off the streets. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to be a minister, not for Christians' sake, but because in the black community, black ministers get a lot of um, respect. And I thought, that's what I'm going to do. But I became more of a... Malcolm X follower than even a minister, and so I just went whole hard into the Black Liberation Front. But in the midst of this, while I was having probably the worst time in my whole life, I met an individual, like someone I'd never met before. I taught a, a karate class on college campus, and he was my assistant. So one of the things that happened, he and I got a, started talking, and make a long story short, I discovered there was something about this guy was not like anybody else I'd ever met, although I'd gone to church all my life. And one day I asked him, I said, John, what makes you different? Why are you not like the rest of these white people? He said, I have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Well, let me ask you, how do you have a personal relationship with first cause, infinite mind, evolution? How are you talking about a personal relationship with God? And I asked him that. How do you have a personal relationship with that? He said, through Jesus Christ. Now, all of us have heard about Jesus most all of our lives, but I never met anybody who talked about him like he was real and right there. So one day, driving around, I asked God, and I said, God, if if you are who John says you are, and you can do something in my life, I said, come into my life and change. I said, but, wait, if all you've got is religion, you can keep that. But it wasn't religion that he brought. Jesus Christ came into my life, and he instantly and totally transformed me. That's what it means to be born again. Suddenly, I fully understand what it meant to be born again. 
Wow, that's that's an awesome testimony. That is really, really cool. You know, when Jesus Christ came into your heart and when you got born again, at what time in your life did you really first know that God had called you to minister then to his people? Yeah, was there a defining moment for that? Instantly, I knew that I knew some folks like me who needed to know what I know to, to transform their lives. Because I know a lot of black revolutionaries, and that wasn't the answer. They needed what I had, but I didn't have the um, ability to communicate that. So I asked John, and John didn't know, but he did know some other Christians. And I asked them, and they said, well, what you need is something called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I read the scriptures, and sure enough, it talked about power, giving these guys the ability to go out and talk about Jesus and change lives. So I said, well, how do you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? They said, well, you ask him. So again, I was driving a truck, <laughs> and I said, Lord, if you can give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whatever that is, give it to me. And he did, and he baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And from that moment on, I never let an opportunity to go by without telling somebody about the reality of this individual who had transformed my life and gave me the boldness to talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really wonderful. And, and just see to see the hunger that you had to know God and to know his son, Jesus Christ, and, and how God is always faithful. To, to give what we ask for from him according to his word. You know, Greg, I think everybody is hungry to know God. Mm-hmm. They're not hungry to know religion, but they really are hungry to know God. Well, the only thing that's really real, the ultimate reality, is God, and the only way you can have that is to have a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, that's so true. And that sort of ties into the next question that I, I had here. I recently listened to an interview on the Internet that you did last year at the Black Conservative Summit's Leadership Initiative, and you made a statement which I wholeheartedly agree with in that interview. You said that Christianity is not religion, but rather Christianity is how God intended for us to live. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, what what I'm saying, what I've actually said was that the Bible is not a religious book. Biblical Christianity is different from regular religions, mm-hmm. because almost every group, every culture has a particular religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's about a relationship. It's built on a relationship with God. Religion is man's idea of how to please his concept of God. I want to say that again. Religion is man's idea of how to please their concept of God. Whatever somebody thinks their God is like, that's what their religion will reflect. So if you want to know what somebody's religion is, you want to know what somebody thinks their God is like, look at, study their religion. So Christianity is a relationship with the living God through the person of Jesus Christ, activated by the Holy Spirit. So it transforms your life and makes it different from all other religions And then God says, now, go out and live this life this way and let other people see the reality of a personal relationship with me through Jesus Christ. That is just so great to know that we have the privilege to have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. Wow. That's exactly what it is. It is a privilege. Yes. Uh, yes. And it is open to everyone, but God will not force that upon you, like certain religions, uh, I studied to become a different kind of 
a religious person for a while when I was just studying the black Muslims. Well, that's that's forced upon you. Mm-hmm. But with Christianity, it is not. It's a matter of you voluntarily saying, I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. Live your life in me. And he does. Well, what a great life that makes available. Oh, <laughs> does it ever. Yes. <laughs> Now, Ben, for many of us, and I include myself in this, we first met you through the 700 Club when you co-hosted that with Pat Robertson. Um, is there an incident during that time? I think you were there almost 20 years or maybe a little more uh-huh. than that. Is there an incident during that time that maybe stands out in your heart where you really saw God work mightily in a situation? I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of things happen with uh, God working. But one of the most, I guess, the thing that stands out most of all Virginia Beach and this area, the Tidewater area, used to be called Hurricane Alley. Well, not long after the CBN finally got on the air and we got a little rinky-dink station with one little uh, dish to broadcast on, that a hurricane was coming through Virginia Beach. Now, we knew that if that hurricane came through Virginia Beach, it would destroy, the, it would blow down our antenna. We didn't have any money, so that would have been the end of the Christian Broadcasting Network. Mm. So with the hurricane headed this way, we got to seriously, earnestly seeking God and praying and saying, God, you said whatever we would ask you would do, and we're asking you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God turned that hurricane away from Virginia Beach and let it go out to sea. Mm. And believe it or not, the hurricane that they had forecasted to hit us turned... They were at a loss to explain why, but it turned and went out to sea. And from that moment on, another major hurricane never came back through uh, CBN. Whenever one was start this headed this way, Pat would say, "Let's pray," and we'd get out and pray. And sure enough, the hurricane would turn to go out to sea. So that was probably <laughs> one of the most outstanding things that I remember. Wow, that, that's great! What power and authority we have to use the name of Jesus Christ. In closing, is there something on your heart today that you'd like to share additionally to what you've already shared with our listeners, just to encourage them to stand on God's Word, on the truth of His Word, despite these, what I consider to be, you know, we're at a crossroads in a, in a lot of respects in this country and around the world. And is there an encouraging word that you might have for God's people today to help them to, to stand through any adversity and stand for the truth of God? But say anything to the Christian community today, it's let the reality of Jesus Christ shine through your life in everything. Go around treating other people the way you want those people to treat you, and don't let yourself be pulled off that course. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. Would the easiest way for people to get a hold of you, I guess, would be through your website, and that's where your articles, your blog is posted, as well as podcasts? Yes, sir. Okay, and I'll put a link up to that. It's www.benkinchlow.com, and I'll put a link to that up on the website as well. Greg, thank you for having me on your program, sir. It was an honor and a privilege. Thank you, Ben, for sharing your heart and life with us today. God bless you, sir. And thank you for listening with us today. Remember that God loves you, and you are so very precious to him. He is concerned about you, and he wants you to cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work. 
at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.